Hi, this is David Harewood, and you are listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss the season three episode of the show titled Wake Up. And full disclosure about this recording, due to my vacation for Thanksgiving, we are recording this earlier than we normally do and have only gotten the chance to watch this episode once. And it's uh, it's a little bit different, and there's probably going to be a, a little like little to no editing on this <laughs> this episode. This is going to be a looser episode, more conversational. <laughs> yeah, looser episode. Uh, we're gonna play it by ear. We're, gonna we're going free- legend style on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so just FYI, if you're listening to this and you think it sounds a little different, which it probably should, I don't think it will too too much. Uh, but yeah, we, I haven't gotten to do my full rewatch and all of my meticulous notes. Although I did take notes, uh, while I was watching it, but, uh, just wanted to throw that out there that this is a little bit different scheduling wise for us this week. Cause we wanted to get this out before, uh, Thanksgiving for, uh, folks in the, in the United States who celebrate it. Uh, we wanted to get that out. So we, we had to do this before, uh, I hop on a train and head, uh, up North. So uh, we're, we're going to get into this episode uh, this week, but before we get talking about Wake Up, we need to get to the news. On Wednesday, November 29th, Supergirl Radio will be live and wired at 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern to discuss the Crisis on Earth X crossover event. We'll be teaming up with the Flash podcast, Quiver the Green Arrow podcast, and the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. So if you'd like to listen in and chat with us live, we'll be doing that over at Mixler.com slash DCTV podcasts. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash DCTV podcasts, and that has an S on it. Or you can download the Mixler app and follow DCTV podcasts for uh to to get some notifications so you just you just follow dctv podcasts and when we go live it should pop up a notification on your smartphone and uh you can be notified when when we're live and wired and you can hop on in to the chat we've done this with our charity events and some other things even supergirl radio we did that uh for the season two finale so if you were there with us you're you probably a little familiar with the mixler experience 
should be a lot of fun to, to get everybody from uh, all the podcasts together to discuss this big, huge crossover that's happening uh, next week. So we're very excited about that. All right. Well, that's all the news. All the news we have. Just uh, the announcement of the the live event. And uh, please come and join us. It's always a lot of fun. But uh, Morgan, let's get into this discussion of the season three episode titled "Wake Up." And here is the official description: "Quote: When Wynn and the team discover an alien ship has crash landed deep underwater beneath National City, Kara slash Supergirl is called in to investigate." Meanwhile, Hank attempts to bond with his father, Mirren. Samantha, eager for some understanding of the changes she has been experiencing, looks to her estranged mother, Patricia Arias, for answers, unquote. So, um, Morgan, this had the, uh, the long-awaited return of mon which I know you're super, super jazzed yeah. about, super <laughs> excited about. Um, always on the, the mon positive or the mon, or you're, you're, you're probably more mon negative, I guess. Are you still mon negative? So I would say in this episode on the mon sliding scale, I was a mon neutral, maybe inching towards a mon positive. Oh, we had an uptick. (laughs) Oh, okay. I thought he was fine (laughs) (laughs) that should be considered a great compliment uh considering your previous uh position on the mod scale um so 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 what did you think about his his return to supergirl um i thought it was interesting i mean we had i had seen the the preview for last week so i i knew he was coming back so i was kind of like oh Great. Uh, <laughs> it is Thanksgiving week when sometimes you have to see people that you're not necessarily excited about. So I was like, okay, Monel is like that one family member that you're like, I've been ignoring you on Facebook for a reason. Um, <laughs> but I thought that they, I, I thought that they did a pretty good job of making it like kind of an intriguing mystery of like what was going on with him and why he was acting different and why he like. Like, had invested in that facial hair and because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you you got the impression like right away like mm, he seems to be acting like it's way more than like a couple of months she's like oh cool it's been you know so many months and I, I've missed you so much and he kind of seems ver- so standoffish and like surprised to see her it did kind of it made sense when you later learn out that he's been gone for in his it in his time, it's been like seven years, not seven months. Right. So I thought that they did a pretty good job of making him seem just different enough to to explain why he was acting like that way. Yeah, and he had some secrets that he was not sharing oh, right much away. Like Jean. <laughs> yes, like Jean. Although we still don't really Jean know Jean's Jean secrets. Jean has not shared his secrets yet. <laughs> He's still keeping that one. Uh, close, uh, but we did find out at least one secret uh, from Monel. What, what did you think about his his revelation that? Oops, he's married now. Whoops. <laughs> um, I you know I was as I was watching the episode, and especially when they got to that, the scene I really liked between the two of them was the scene where they're out on like the balcony and sort of talking, and um, it felt very much like a scene that you would have between two people who have been broken up for a very long time. 
And uh, especially like from his perspective. So when it turned out he was married, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that feels right. (laughs) Because he seemed like very even in the beginning when sort of uh, when they have Monel and they have him in like the like DEO hospital and like cars giving him like a kiss on the head or something. And he's kind of like, oh, like so so awkwardly kind of just smushing himself away almost (laughs) kind of makes sense at the end where you're like oh yeah super awkward he's married now yeah that that really uh devastates me for Kara because she was so excited to see him again and she even says like this is all I've wanted I can't sleep because I see you dying in my dreams which is like that is that is hardcore like she, she doesn't sleep anymore. Although I wonder if Kryptonians need to sleep. That's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> do so, Kryptonians sleep? <laughs> do they sleep? I would love to hear feedback. Uh, so yeah, I I was very sad for her because Melissa has that great scene when Monel is in the cell and it's really emotional and she's she's pouring out her heart to him and and he he's still kind of standoffish at that point and she says, "Shame on me for having a human heart." Oh, uh, that that line really that hurt. I felt so sad. Like she like I don't I, I think it's pretty well known that I'm not a super uh, big fan of that pairing. But when she said that, oh, it broke my heart. I like when Carr gets upset, I get upset. And it was such a like Melissa did such a good job in that scene. Yeah, well, I I think you you haven't uh, verbally expressed it, but I think you're a Kara happiness shipper like me, and yes. so <laughs> so when Kara is crying or upset, that's like it's really hard to watch because you you want her to be happy. Um, so I I was I was really really sad for her in this episode because she she got what she wanted. Monel came back, but he came back bearded, <laughs> even though she said she liked the beard. He came back bearded. <laughs> he came back um, speaking another language. I think he said it was Saturnian. I'm not saying that right. Saturnian. Yeah, it's the language was, from Saturn. <laughs> I was so busy um, live tweeting all of my uh, National City real estate thoughts that <laughs> I I totally missed that. I was like, oh, he's he said what the name of the language was. I hope Rebecca got that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, it is it is the language of uh, the people of Saturn, I believe. Um, and we will talk about the real estate development uh, because I definitely thought about you while I was watching the episode. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think the, the realization that he was not only, uh, you know, married now, but he, he spent time in the future. He's been gone for seven years. He tried to communicate with her and tell her he was okay but in seven years, I guess he figured this, you know, I'm not going to be able to see Kara again, even though he, he still wore the necklace, which I thought was a nice touch. So he still thought about Kara. But I guess, you know, in, in seven years, you know, he he uh, started seeing Imra and things progressed and things happened and they got married. So uh, I, I thought it was a, a, a shocking introduction of Saturn Girl for me, at least. Uh, that it was like, oh, cool, Saturn Girl is in one of the pods, which totally botches my earlier theory that the world killers were in that ship. To- <laughs> totally not correct, by the way. Uh, so it seems like a lot of Legionnaires are in the uh, the pod. Uh, I think they say five other passengers on Monel. Sh- there were five other passenger passengers on Monel's ship. So we had Monel. 
Then we had Saturn Girl. And so I'm very curious to see who else is on that ship. Did they just leave the other people in the pods? Were they just like, nah, they're cooking. They're not done. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> kind of the basis of it is, uh, I guess, they were still sleeping. Maybe they wanted to still, sleep in. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's fair. That's me every weekend. Yeah, I mean, do you really want to wake somebody up? who they, can, they, can, they don't have to be awake. I mean, they could just sleep a little longer, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so I, I was, I was actually pretty shocked at the, at the, the reveal that they were married. Cause I thought maybe like she was his girlfriend or something, but I was like, oh, that's a whole different level that they are a married couple. And, and yeah, that, like that's commit, that's some commitment. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think that really took Kara by surprise, even though she seemed like she had suspected something throughout the episode because she was like, who is this? <laughs> you know? uh, so I, I wonder how that's gonna, gonna continue on. Um, but if that's the case, then if you know who else might be showing up, that could leave the door open for someone else to uh, move, move in and uh, have some feelings for Kara, and that, that's okay with me too. Uh, but I'm not going ah. <laughs> to give that away if someone doesn't know who, who might be showing up. Uh, so, so that was definitely a, a, a twist in the Monel return that I was not expecting. Do you think, Morgan, that he knows something about the future that could endanger Kara that he's not telling anyone? Ooh, I don't know. Because this he's is like really throwing me off now. I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because he he says something to Wen when he's trying to get Wen to to take him to the pod or the the ship. He tells Wen that if he doesn't help him, that people, including Kara, will get hurt. So I wonder if he knows something about uh, a future incident with Rain. I don't know what's going to go on there, but like I, I have this feeling like he knows something about the future. Maybe they've come back into our the present day to help prevent whatever's going to happen. So uh, I I'm not sure, but it just it just seemed like he knew something was up. Yeah, I would. I mean, I think that makes sense because otherwise, I have some questions about like how they ended up in this ship and like the <laughs> like underground where. Uh, only Jean can get them by like phasing them through all of the the ground. That was a really cool moment in the beginning of the episode that I really liked, where he kind of just like grabbed Win and Car and like gave him a hug, <laughs> and then just like shoved them through all of the like phased them out. <laughs> and like Win's reaction to that was so was so good, where he was like, "Oh my god, that was amazing." <laughs> yeah, I liked that too. I thought that was an, uh, a unique use of his abilities that we don't see very much. So. I agree. And I think Wen even said something like, hey, can we do that more often? And Jean was like, no, no, we're not doing that. Jean was like, what do you think? What kind of budget do you think we have? No. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm interested in like how they all ended up on this ship in like sleep mode, basically, um, because I think that would make sense if they they were coming back from the future to help out with something that they would all get into their like sleep capsule pods and, and, and travel together. Otherwise, like why were they in all in that ship together to begin with? Yeah. I guess if you're time traveling, you have to be in, in some sort of sleep state. I don't know. I don't know. I've never time traveled sure. before, so I don't, I don't know how that works. 
Uh, and I, uh, I notoriously don't understand how time travel works. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we are at a real loss here, Morgan. We're at a loss. Yeah, we this is are, not going well. <laughs> we are striking out here. Uh, so we'll we'll have to learn what happened with them and and hear more of their story. Hopefully, that will be coming. Uh, well, the, the one moment I did really like was that um, Ather Wynn let Monel out, which like I was like, when. Really? <laughs> but like when Kara confronted them, they were like, and she was, she was saying like, which of you made the, de- like made this decision for me? I loved that because I was like, you tell them, Kara, you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was nice to see her sticking up for herself and telling them what, what, you know, what's what. Uh, because they was kind of boneheaded for them to not, they were, I mean, they were both keeping things from her. Not cool guys. Not cool. A lot of, a lot of secrets going on here recently. A lot of secrets. None of them coming from Jean. Uh, <laughs> still a little disappointed. Uh, and speaking about Jean and we mentioned, uh, some real estate developments in this episode. So what did you think about Jean? connecting with his father and and what they decide to do in this episode. So I feel like if you asked me, what was that episode about? I would say, oh, it was about space dad and space granddad looking at some national city real estate <laughs> because that was all it was for me. Uh, that That's a plot in the episode uh, made my whole life um, almost specifically because they basically confirmed that Jean <laughs> actually did live at the DEO. <laughs> and now my, my everyone is homeless headcanon is like that much closer to being a reality. <laughs> I have I have to say that when I was watching the episode, I totally thought about your theory, and I was like, Morgan is going to be very happy about this. I, I felt so vindicated. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I was like, oh, I'm going to be just so gross on the podcast <laughs> like as soon as we get on. I was like, because I was like, I called it. I called it. We never see anybody's place. Everybody just lives at the DEO <laughs> or, or under Cat Grant's desk. And they... <laughs> They have not explicitly confirmed that yet, but we, no, we, I, but I we all know the, that's that's the case. I'm hoping that by the end of the season, that that'll be like that'll be the season finale revealed. Like instead of uh, there being like a pod getting shot to Earth, it'll just be like the camera just slowly pans around Cad's desk, and you see you see James under there like watching like watching a basketball game, <laughs> <laughs> and then like title screen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, a perfect way to end the season. Uh, I, I, I don't want to tell them what to do with the show, but I think that would be great. It would be great. But I, I really, I mean, just <laughs> all of the jokes aside, the uh, the Jean and Mirren uh, stuff was, I thought was was so was so like so charming and so funny and they play off of each other so well the whole riff about him like not knowing how to pronounce coffee and calling it brown water <laughs> yes. is amazing he's like i like this brown water i was like i like you Marin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was cute he had his little suit on i guess jean got him an an earthly earthly man suit and he had his cute little suit on talking about coffee and, and how much he liked it. And he was inquiring about chess. 
and how uh, it seemed like a duel of intellect. So I wonder if he'll he'll take that up to to learn how to play chess because he would probably I would imagine he would probably pre- be pretty good at chess. Um, but I I really liked the way that not only they they played off of each other and had a, a cool father son dynamic and it was nice to see them reconnecting. But I also liked that they sort of tied it to the prison aspect of how Mirren had been a prisoner for 300 years and he needed to go outside when was encouraging Jean to, hey, get your father outside. He can't just stay in the DEO forever. Let him go outside and experience, you know, fresh air in the earth. And so- I'm a little concerned that like, he was maybe holding, he was maybe not going to the bathroom for three weeks. That seems really, <laughs> really unhealthy. Or the alternative is, is way less pleasant to think about, like, that he was. He just didn't know where the bathroom was. <laughs> I wanted Wynn to, like, start looking around the room at, like, the corner. It was like... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe Martians don't. I mean, I don't this this might get into a little bit of a, a gross area of, of discussion, but maybe Martians don't have the same problems that humans do in that arena. So I don't know how different they are there. But I thought that was a great in scene. Space with in that scene definitely was hilarious. <laughs> yes. And I liked there was a little mention of how he had been learning Martian. I really, yeah. I, I really like that aspect of Wynn. Like, he's smart with the computer. He can hack things. He can do all kinds of technological things. But I like that part of his characterization is that he, he learns Kryptonian. He learns Martian. He knows these other alien languages. And he's probably learned some things from Lyra. So I, I like that about him is that he's, he, he wants to learn these kinds of things and be able to expand his knowledge about these different cultures and these different languages. So it's a small thing about Wynn, but I, I like that about his character. Yeah, I like that too. I think that makes him uh, a lot more endearing that he like really researches and, and gets into it and wants to know more about the other the alien cultures. And speaking of learning about a new culture... Mirren and Jean decide they are going to maybe live together in an apartment. What what did you think about their new living arrangements? I was, I cheered at the end because I was so happy because all I've wanted uh, since Mirren came on the show was for them to be roommates because I feel like if the writers don't uh, don't go, go into like the comedy of like having to be roommates with like your dad who you haven't seen in like a million years, um, that would be just be a missed opportunity. I think there's going to be so many uh, so many places where they could just like really have a couple of like really solid jokes about John and Mirren uh, like sharing an apartment together and like not respecting personal boundaries or something. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be really good. Also, that was a really nice apartment. And he was like, here, uh, this piece of trash I just picked up. And I was like, that looks nice. <laughs> He's like, It might not be anything. I was like, it's got a huge skylight, you monster. <laughs> what were you expecting? I, I, it would have only been better if it was like they walked into basically Sam, Sam's house. And he was like, here. But you you're gonna have to sit on the couch, sleep on the couch. Yeah, I'm you, sorry. I mean, if you go to Sam's house, that's those are the rules. <laughs> I, I I bought us this house. Uh, we have five guest rooms, but they're really all 
for the guests. You're going to have to sleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I I think maybe he was just, maybe he was comparing the new apartment to the DEO. Maybe the DEO living quarters are just really nice. You might and, be really swag. I mean, we've never seen them. We have never <laughs> seen them, but they could be really nice and comfortable and going to this apartment is a is a downgrade. Just like a yeah, step down. Yeah. I was like, look at the. I was like, look at your natural light. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Mirren should appreciate that, having been in captivity for like what was it, hundreds of years? Three yeah, three hundred years. Just, just three hundred or so years. I think a nice natural skylight is just really gonna really gonna be nice for him. <laughs> Some brown co- some brown water in the morning, a natural, a nice natural skylight. I mean, some, some chess in the park. I feel like Mirren's got like a nice schedule for himself now. Yeah, he's he's gonna really be living it up. I, I think he's gonna be living that good life. Um, and and in addition to the the comedy aspect of it, I thought it was really nice that they talked about having a home together, and that 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 was something that both of them really wanted. And it, it was just nice to see them connecting on that level that they could could have a home together especially when you when I think about the flashback that we got of Mirren and and the two daughters and Jean coming home and and seeing what their their home life was like and seeing what their family dynamic was like and and how sweet that was and so I it was nice for me to think about how they could have that kind of thing again so yeah I if it's a little comedic I, I, do, I do think there's emotional component there that I like as well. Yeah, I definitely like that, especially because in the beginning of the episode, Jean is going through such pains to, like, avoid his father because I think he's trying to sort of avoid um, dealing with with all of the stuff again because I, I would imagine that having his dad back is also bringing back a lot of a lot of trauma for him um, about his life on Mars. And so he's kind of trying to avoid his father does kind of doesn't know how to, how to talk to him anymore. And then by the end of the episode, they, they were really bonding and they're going to live together and, and sort of put their family back together. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get some stuff of uh, space dad and space granddad in their apartment doing their their home life thing hopefully we'll get to see more from that location and see how their dynamic <laughs> progresses in future episodes um john's gonna be like god dad don't crowd me <laughs> give, give me some space i just need some space and then i'll i promise i'll tell you my secret <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's how they'll bond in the future the, 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 exactly. the, the, the secret will bring them closer together uh, that's 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 a storyline that we are determined that they have not dropped, has not it's been coming. cut on uh, on the cutting room floor. It's still in play. Um, I believe. Yes, I believe it too. Uh, we will we will will it to happen, <laughs> even if we have to speculate on what the secret is in every episode of Super Radio. Um, so, one of the biggest parts of this episode uh, involved Samantha and her finding out more about herself. Yeah, speaking of secrets, geez. Speaking <laughs> of huge secrets and learning more about uh, the things that you did not know about yourself, uh, Morgan, what did you think about, because I know you were excited about Betty Buckley, what did you think about Samantha going to, to visit her adoptive mother, Patricia, to get some answers about why she was shot and she didn't feel anything? 
Yeah, I I really like the storyline in that in this episode about that. Um, I thought Betty Buckley did a great job as her adoptive mom, and uh, and I thought that the the backstory that you, you we learn about Sam in this episode was so interesting that like she had gotten kicked out of home when she got pregnant with Ruby. Uh, it does make sense because she is kind of young to have a daughter who's like I look seems like Ruby's like almost a teenager, so yeah. it, she is kind of young to have. Um, a daughter who's that old. And so the backstory I thought on her was, was so interesting. And then Patricia being like, Oh yeah, I probably should have told you, um, you're from space. (laughs) Uh, Patricia, way to bury the lead. (laughs) And I was also, I was, um, I think I was saying on Twitter when she takes, um, when she takes Samantha out to that barn if it doesn't look exactly like the barn in Smallville where they kept Clark's ship under like a flimsy tarp, much like she did, <laughs> I was dying. I was like, is this like a, a thing? Like, it's like, I got a, oh, I found this Kryptonian ship. Where do I put it? Oh, look at that. I got a tarp and a barn. Perfect. Yeah, it was very much like the Kents in most incarnations of Superman where they, they put the ship in a barn. So I, I did think that that was very convenient that Patricia just had a barn is somewhere on her property and she could put it there so that nobody could see the spaceship in her possession. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I did think that that was really interesting that that's how she found out was that she went over there and, and, and pressed her for answers. And Patricia wasn't going to tell her until she was 18. And then she ran off and... Uh, she was like, well, I guess she won't need to know that information. So she never told her. Uh, so I guess when somebody comes to your house and says, hey, I got shot and nothing happened to me, maybe that's when you tell her that she's an alien. I think that's a good time. Um, well, how, how do you that think? That feels right. That feels right. <laughs> that that feels like a good choice, a good decision there. Um, Morgan, what did you think about, because I, I was kind of surprised by Samantha's reaction to the news that maybe she is from outer space. What did you think about how she dealt with learning that news? Yeah, I also I also was surprised and, and kind of interested in that because earlier in the season when Ruby thinks that she has powers, she's very dismissive of it. She's like, no, I don't have powers. She doesn't seem like she's all that interested in having powers. But as like as soon as she kind of finds out that that's actually what she does have, she seems like very excited about it and very like, yes, this is like I have powers and I'm going to become a hero and all of this, which I thought was interesting. It was not at all how she reacted earlier in the season. Yeah, she seemed to think the the news of her alien heritage was wonderful. She at, at that point in the barn, she was like, cool. And and then when she gets to her fortress of sanctuary, uh, which <laughs> I guess is another way to say fortress of solitude, but we'll go with it. Um, she she seemed to like you said like she seemed to think these abilities were cool. She was like, hey, I'm like Supergirl. It's a good thing. Uh, so I, I was I was very interested in, in that because she had been so dismissive of it in early earlier episodes but she seemed like she had been been very curious about what was going on with her because even in the beginning of the episode she puts her hand in the the boiling water to test it out so she she had wanted some answers and so then when she found them i guess maybe that was a relief of some kind she at least 
had some knowledge of what was happening to her and and knowing that maybe she was like Supergirl, maybe that was a, a little bit of comfort because Supergirl is is good and helps people and is a hero and uh, is is someone she can look up to and maybe being like Supergirl is a relief. Uh, so I, I, I guess that's how she saw that. But uh, she learns some different things when she gets to her <laughs> fortress of sanctuary. Whoops. Uh, yeah, and maybe it's not as uh, nice as she thinks. Uh, so what did you think about the things that she learns when she gets in there? Yeah, I actually, I thought that that was, was really sad, actually, because at the end of the episode when she's saying, like, I'm a good person. I have a daughter. Like, I can't be this world killer that you're telling me about. I thought that that was was so sad because because of her her really excited reaction to finding out she had powers and that she was, uh, you know, Kryptonian, just like Supergirl. And, like, I feel like that's, like, an understandable reaction to being, like, really excited because Supergirl's really cool. And I'm sure she was already, like, in her mind, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get a cool outfit. We're going to be <laughs> fighting crime. Sisters fighting crime. And then, like, to find out, like, oh, no, you're, like, the bad one. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a real downer. <laughs> yeah, she is told that she's designed for one purpose, to execute justice, which on on some level doesn't sound all that bad. She, but she was on board at that point. Yeah, she was, I, well, cool. Justice, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's fine, but then it keeps going and says that uh, justice will burn the world of man, and then that that gets a little that's cool. Uh, that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> that's going maybe a little too far uh, to to get some justice. And I I think uh, I agree with you in that it was sad to watch how excited she was, and then how things turned. Uh, south because she's told that Ruby, her quote offspring, was an unfortunate error, and uh, I I thought that that was really sad because Ruby and Samantha have this really great relationship. They're they have a great mother daughter dynamic, and for her to be told that that that's that's awful. That's awful. So I I really felt for Samantha in that moment, but I kind of. It, it, when I was watching it, I was like, Samantha, what did you expect? You get in your car, you drive out into the desert in Nowheresville. You're you're using a crystal that you have no idea what it does. <laughs> never, first of all, uh, never follow a crystal. <laughs> <laughs> never follow a crystal that you don't know uh, the origins about and and what they, it's intended to do. Then when you get out into the desert. Uh, a, 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 a thing emerges from the ground and becomes this really spiky creation that you go into. And when you go into it, it's very dark, it's black, it's red, and it looks really scary and creepy. Did you think good things were going to happen when you went in there? I was really confused about why she was so surprised about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it did not seem like a very... Um chill homey place <laughs> so <laughs> it was not a really friendly place mm-hmm. uh no, no. and and she had her own ai which i thought was uh fitting because she is she's basically 
not necessarily Supergirl's opposite. I don't know who Supergirl's opposite really would be. I don't know. Or, or like her dark mirror uh, would be like dark Supergirl or even Bizarro, I guess, in some ways. Um, but I guess Samantha is a dark mirror in, in a lot of ways. She is from, she's Kryptonian. She has uh, a, fort- a fortress of solitude. Uh, she has an AI um, so she does have these, and she basically has all of Supergirl's powers, uh, except we haven't seen her fly just yet. We know she's invulnerable and that she's super strong, but I, I think those are all the abilities that we've seen from her so far. Yeah. Um, but so she, she does uh, seem to have all of the elements and traits of a dark mirror uh, for Supergirl. So I, I do think that that part is very interesting that... She uh, she's starting to learn more about her history and about where she comes from. And she has that uh, very convenient AI to tell her what she doesn't know. <laughs> so convenient. Um, but I was curious what you thought about how she seems to go evil. Did you uh, did you have any thoughts yeah. of, about <laughs> about how she goes from hey, I'm just like Supergirl to, oh, no, I might be the bad guy. And then at the end of the episode, she seems to have become evil. Yeah, I I don't know that I loved that. I just thought, like, you see her basically, like, double over. She seems like she's in pain. And then when she pops back up, her eyes are red and uh, evilness has set in. And uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of like a short uh, storytelling shortcut like they were just like we need her to be evil and now and she and then so she was evil so I I mean I don't know I I think I would have maybe more enjoyed like a gradual like over maybe a couple episodes an episode or two descent into her like evilness instead of just getting like light switched on because she found a a cave um (laughs) By following a crystal, which again, never follow a crystal anywhere. It's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and that's even another element to be a, a dark mirror for Kara slash Supergirl, because in the Fortress of Solitude, it's usually controlled by crystals. So uh, sure. that's, uh, that's, that's another element there. Yeah, I was not crazy about how she seems to go evil either. I, I, was, I was there with the creation of the Fortress of Sanctuary, I was there with when the AI showed up. I was I was like I'm I'm tracking with you. Um, this is cool. I'm into this. And then when she just all of a sudden became evil, I was like, no, I don't know that I like that because she doesn't seem to have any real motivation in becoming evil. And I I don't like that she doesn't seem to have any control over it. She doesn't have like it's not her choice. It is. It's almost like she's been mind controlled. Or taking yeah, over. yeah. I mean, I think that there's probably ways, like places that they can go with the story, with her kind of not being in her right state of mind and not really making the choices, I guess, to like to do evil things. Like she got kind of like switched on, almost like like a, it was like a sleeper program inside of her that got switched on. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I I would have preferred if she kind of went a little evil herself. Instead of just being like, and now. Yeah, I was I was really enjoying what they had been doing for most of the season with how they had been 
giving us a little bit at a time about what was going on with Samantha. And now it feels like it's, oh, she's evil now. That's it. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the I was enjoying the slow buildup. I thought that the, the way that they were doing it was really good and, like, really deliberate with how they were uh, pacing it out. And then at and then this episode, it was like, uh, you know what? We're done with that. <laughs> yeah. And maybe maybe they could do a thing where it is sort of like a sleep a sleeper agent where maybe she leaves the Fortress of Sanctuary, gets back in her car, drives from the desert back to National City. And, and <laughs> she follows the crystal back. She <laughs> follows it home. The crystal is now her GPS in her vehicle. <laughs> she uh, maybe she can still operate as normal. Maybe she goes to L Corp, does her business stuff, does her mom stuff with Ruby. And then at whatever given point, somebody does flip a light switch on and takes control over her. Maybe maybe it is something like that where she can operate as normal, but then someone will flip that light switch on and she is out of her own control. I could maybe go with that because that's kind of interesting. But yeah. I, I but I but I don't I I guess I've gotten sort of attached to Samantha and I I I, I don't like that she has no control over this. And yeah, it it really does this this whole storyline really does remind me a lot of um of the uh, doomsday storyline in um in Smallville like whatever season that was it was season a, 8 season 8 but uh but Sam Witwer was uh, amazing in that season but it was kind of the same uh the same deal where he was although I think he was like like you were saying like he was like sporadically losing control um Instead of being like, now I'm evil, which I'm not. I mean, we haven't seen what's going to happen with her um, going forward. So we don't know if she's just straight up evil now or if she's going to be kind of like dipping in and out. What I'm hoping happens is that maybe she keeps going back to the Fortress of Sanctuary and continues to get more information about Krypton and about maybe maybe something with her family. Uh, maybe they had issues with the L's uh, on Krypton. Maybe maybe Kara's family didn't get along with Samantha's family, and maybe they're trying to get revenge on them. I don't know. I, it, it would be kind of cool if maybe the introduction of this place where she has the knowledge of Krypton maybe that gives her some motivation to continue down her path. I don't know. I'm trying to like wrap it around my brain, like wrap my brain around the light switchiness of this. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm still open to it to see, see where they go from here. But I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think my, my initial gut reaction to that scene was, Oh, okay. Okay, that's how you're gonna do it. So I mean, it's one of those things where if it's really well told, I'm like on board. But like my initial reaction is, I don't love this. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see where it goes from here. And I'm I'm very curious as to what and and I'm also a little nervous about what happens when Samantha goes home back to her swank house and Aww. sees Ruby. And oh, I know. I'm I'm a little scared for Ruby now because she's going to be living in a house with a woman who is an unbeknownst to her an evil alien. So I'm very concerned for Ruby's uh, well being. So we'll have to see uh, how that shakes up. I'm also interested 
is like does this mean that ruby is half kryptonian that's that's what i'm what i'm taking away from that if if her mother is kryptonian then yeah i'm and i'm still very i want to know who who her father is i don't know if that matters maybe it could just be any joe schmo human guy but i would i would i would think that if you keep mentioning the father and keep mentioning um that uh that samantha had i mean i just kind of feel like as a storytelling technique like maybe the father should show up at some point but that's just me uh maybe they don't need to do that but uh i'm 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 like where 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 is her dad yeah i'd be i'd be interested to find out if there's like a if there's more to that story than what we've been told yeah i i'm i'm just I'm just like that. I, I, I would be. I would be curious to to meet him and see what he thinks about all of this. Uh, but maybe he's not around. Maybe he's like uh, Maggie Sawyer's aunt. Maybe. Yes. He, maybe he's dead. Maybe there's a reason why he doesn't show up. <laughs> or or just he's always in the background, just like like getting more ice. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that's what I'm just gonna imagine. Maybe he's just. Maybe he's out of the country. Maybe he can't uh, show up. So that's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that until I'm told otherwise. Uh, so overall thoughts, Morgan. Do you do you have any other things uh, that you want to throw out there and mention? And uh, what did you think about this as a whole? Um, throw out and mention. I I'm trying to think. I I think there's almost a problem with like recording right after you watch the episode where it's almost too fresh in your mind <laughs> and you're like, I don't know everything. Um. <laughs> But no, I think overall thoughts, I, I liked this episode. I wasn't, um, I think this will surprise a lot of people. I wasn't super compelled by the mon stuff. <laughs> uh, but I thought that the performances were really good. I thought Chris Woods did a good job at kind of coming back as mon but not quite the version that we knew um, and just seeming different so that it made sense that he had been gone for seven years um, just besides having grown a beard. Um, (laughs) And I I liked, I mean, Melissa really gave some great performances in this one and that speech to him when he's in the, he's in the DEO was so heartbreaking. And then their, their, their conversation later on, on the balcony was also really, uh, really well done. I thought so. Um, I have concerns about the Monel about this whole storyline, because if there's one thing I do not um, ever want to see, it's like a love triangle. Oh, I know. Um, no part of me wants that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping that this is like the start of of Kara and like Kara Ma- moving on from Monel and the whole that whole situation. Maybe being, you know, working with him and and being friendly with him, um, but kind of putting that in the past because. If honestly, if I have to see a Kara and Monel and what's the Saturn girl, mm-hmm. if I have to see a love triangle between the three of them, that's that's my worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm very much anti love triangle uh, storylines, so I would rather not see that either. Uh, when when Monel and Emra started kissing in front of Kara, I was like, no. Don't. No. I was like, oh no. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> like I didn't care that they were together. I was just the implications of the love triangle. I was like, no. Of the love the imp- it's always the implications <laughs> of the love triangle. I'm like, I can't I can't do it. I don't have that in me. Like but, I, uh, <laughs> I don't care who is with who, just no love triangle. 
just no love triangles, please. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, overall, I, I thought it was a, a pretty good episode. For me, it was the National City real estate episode. Uh, I was just happy that um, that's, we found out that some of our characters are no longer homeless. Right, really, right. really psyched about that. <laughs> we know where they did live and where they do live. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's one down, everyone else to go, basically. <laughs> Besides the Danvers sisters, I'm not sure anyone else on this show has a home. Um, so that was really exciting for me, as I'm probably one of the only people who cares this deeply about where everyone lives. <laughs> So, you know, it was going to be a good episode for me if it was like centering around real estate. <laughs> um, but no, I thought that the the John and the Mirren stuff was really strong. And uh, and I thought that the Sam stuff up until the end was really good, too. I just didn't love the sort of light switchiness of the of the evil um, like relevant revelation at the end. I thought that could, I thought that could not be so, uh, great, but we, I'm still sort of in a wait and see period with that because we really don't know what's going on with her still. Well, we do know now that it's okay to call her rain. Yes. She was named <laughs> and, rain. And just when I learned, just when I was consistently calling her Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you got to switch it up. Now you gotta, no. now you gotta go back keeping me on my toes yeah so uh i guess we can call her rain from now on i guess that's okay um yeah i liked this episode i I thought they did a good job storytelling wise of having this theme of reconnecting with people uh in your life uh whether it was monel and cara or jean and his father or samantha and her adoptive mother all of those characters had some sort of reconnection that was happening, and I liked that. And I liked the tie uh, with the tie back to the premiere with uh, the wake up title, and how we kind of know now why the the words wake up are important. Is the the people in the pod or in the ship have to wake up from this sleeping that they're doing from the future. Uh, so I really, really like that. And and there's something to be said probably about uh, Kara having to, to wake up to who Monel is now. Uh, so I, I like all of those ties into the title. And I should I kind of wanted to point this out because I'm a huge Man of Steel fan. It's, it's probably my favorite Superman story. Uh, I, you know, don't at me. Uh, I, but it is, it is, don't email me, uh, but it is my favorite Superman story. And so I thought it was really, uh, funny that, and maybe, maybe this is not intentional, but this is what I took away from it. Um, when talks about how the ship has been around for 12,000 years and it's not made out of any metal on the periodic table. And I thought that that was a throwback to Man of Steel because the scout ship that is buried that, uh, they find in Canada has been there for like 20,000 years and uh in man of steel jonathan kent tells young clark kent that uh the uh command key that he finds in the spaceship is not made from anything on the periodic table so i I was like oh are they like borrowing exact phrases from (laughs) man of steel and there was there was even an empty pod uh which is something that happens in man of steel as well in the scout ship so i thought that that was pretty cool and there was also an easter egg to christopher reeve when uh supergirl says uh i saw clark do this once and she she sort of 
teases that she's going to spin around and then dig a, a tunnel through the ground. That's something that Christopher Reeve Superman did. So uh, lots of uh, Superman references in there. And there was also a reference to Jessica Queller, I think. Samantha, yeah. <laughs> Samantha says Mrs. Queller is coming to stay. That made me laugh because I I think I've mentioned a couple times that she was a uh, Jessica Quello was a writer on Gossip Girl and they I believe they also named a character after her like it was like a principal queller or something on that show. So I was like, she just like loves throwing her last name in things. <laughs> well, you know, if I was a showrunner or a writer on a show. I, w- I would make everyone. I would. I would call everyone Rebecca. I would. Exactly. It was. I was going to say the same thing. It w- we would. Our shows would just be like a like a being John Malkovich nightmare, where <laughs> <laughs> every every character is Rebecca or Morgan. <laughs> so I thought that that was cool that uh, we got a we got a Queller reference in there. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought this was a great episode, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. And uh, I think that's going to do it for our discussion. And unfortunately, uh, because this episode of Supergirl Radio is such a quick turnaround, we aren't able to take any of uh, the listener feedback from Twitter or email. It's just it's just going to be too 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 tight of a, de- a deadline to get it out. Uh, but if you want to send us a tweet and share your thoughts about what you thought about the episode, we'll give you a retweet. We'll share it with everybody else, and uh, we'll definitely respond to any emails uh, you might send. It might take me a little while. I might be a little backed up. But definitely know if you do send an email to supergirlradio at gmail.com, I will respond. Just uh, be patient with me because sometimes it is uh, tough to respond right away. So uh, we will uh, be responding to your feedback when you have it. And so sorry about this uh, change of pace with Supergirl Radio. This is pretty, <laughs> this will be like the only time this ever happens. Just so happened the, the schedule was a little crazy this week. Um, but we wanted it's to tough make, with the holidays. It is, it is. But, but we still wanted to make sure that we talked about this episode and uh, put out a, an episode of Supergirl Radio. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for our thoughts and feedback. Our, our thoughts. We don't have any feedback. Uh, <laughs> I, this is uh, still something that we're not, I'm not going to cut this. I clearly did not uh, change things It was also things our up. feedback. We, we gave our thoughts and then we also gave our feedback. We, we shared our feedback with each other. Uh, yes. And this is this is good not, job, Rebecca. <laughs> this is this is not me trying to justify my typo in the Google Doc at all. Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but that's going to do over our thoughts on Wake Up. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our, wa- our, our website. <laughs> oh, man, am I going to regret not being able to edit this out later? <laughs> uh, but you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can leave us a voicemail at uh, 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio. We have a playlist on Spotify, so you can go check out any of the songs that you hear on the show over there. And we are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. We are also available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And if, if, if you're like, oh my gosh, that's so much stuff to have to keep up with, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just go to supergirlradio.com and on the right side of the page, you can find all of the links to everything I just mentioned. And so that will make your life a lot easier. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have them there. So if you if you want to contact us or listen to us in those various places, uh, we, we've got you covered at supergirlradio.com. 
Supergirl Radio is a part of the DC TV Podcast Network, so if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, classic DC TV shows, and the upcoming Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titan shows, you can subscribe to DC TV Podcasts on iTunes and follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter and like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook. Like a, like a pro. Oh my gosh! Uh, by the by, the end, you know when you say a, a, like a word a lot and it loses all meaning to you. <laughs> uh, by the end, I was like, "What is DC TV podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I th- I think you nailed it. Anyway, uh, just uh, subscribe uh, and find out. Just subscribe. It will be a self-explanatory when you do. <laughs> Uh, well, if you want to uh, catch up with me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm still trying to take a hiatus. For a little bit, I was like, well, I won't tweet, but I'll just like things. I'll just <laughs> I'll just dip my toe in and like some tweets and maybe not retweet. Like I had like rules I was setting up for my hiatus. And I was like, but if I'm still liking things, I'm still on Twitter. And that's sort of defeating the purpose of... The hiatus. So I'm very conflicted on how to treat this hiatus that I've self uh, been self imposing. Uh, but I'm I'm still. Tra- I mean, if you if you if you tweet it at me, I would respond. I'm not a jerk, but uh, I am. Just note that I am taking a little bit of a, hi- a hiatus. But I am on Instagram at the Derby Kid. That's T H E D R B Y K I D. Uh, you can see any pictures I take over there. I try to. Uh, put some stuff up there every now and then just to practice some photography. Uh, I've got some uh, videos over at YouTube at YouTube YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. And I am also a contributor to JLU Podcast, which you can find over at JLUniverse.Podomatic.com. We have started our Justice League analysis, which has been very therapeutic for me. Uh, so <laughs> uh, you, can, you can go and uh, hear us talk about Justice League and Wonder Woman. Uh, some very good analysis over there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, just, you know, posting pictures of uh, of my mom's dog with the pork toy that I bought him this weekend. So if that seems like quality content you want to sign up for, um, that's there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm also a co-host on uh, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Um, if you like Legends of Tomorrow... Or if you don't, uh, you should listen. <laughs> Just listen <laughs> it's a, anyway. It's a, it's a fun show. It's a fun. It's good. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> we have we, our schedule has been a little um, interesting. I'd say like mysterious this season uh, because one of our co-hosts, Amy, is in uh, is in a theater a theater production. Uh, so she so we have to sort of. Um, figure out schedules uh this season so episodes just sort of drop uh, like magic into your podcast (laughs) feed so you should definitely subscribe so that you can receive them whenever they do appear you don't want to miss it when uh amy amy's on the stage yes uh, performing and i'm I'm sure if you're you're in the san diego area you should go see into the woods the performance that she's doing it's too bad that we can't just organize like a big dc tv podcast meetup and oh, that would be so good. <laughs> she would probably be so embarrassed for all of us. She'd to be show. like, 
what's happening? <laughs> we'd be like, we'd be like her embarrassing, like, like, like when your mom's there and she like <laughs> cheers really loud for you. That would be like us, but like just too many of us. <laughs> it sort of makes me think of when I graduated high school, my mom thought it would be a good idea. This, this is back in the late nineties. So just go with me on this technology. Uh, my mom <laughs> thought it would be a good idea for both of my grandmothers to have uh, disposable cameras for my graduation ceremony. So she buys them these cameras. And so like everybody is filing in, uh, you know, pomp and circumstances playing. I'm in the J's because my last name is Johnson in it. So I'm taking a little while to come in because I'm not at the start of the alphabet. And so one of my grandmothers kept being like, is she coming? Is she coming? It was like, just chill. Just chill with your disposable camera. <laughs> it's going to be fine. I think that's sort of how we would be if we went to go see Amy. Just all there the with disposable cameras pointed at the stage, just waiting. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of like when my high school, so I thought that was going to end up being more uh, embarrassing. When my <laughs> high school, in my high school, um, graduation my friend's mom thought it would be a really great idea to get an air horn oh. and to like <laughs> have that go off and i i honestly can't recall if she actually used it because i feel like i probably repressed it but uh <laughs> i do remember being in the audience like you know waiting for my name to be called just living in fear that <laughs> that air horn was not a joke <laughs> Uh, so we'd be out in the audience with an air horn, disposable cameras, being like, Amy, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> she is probably really glad we are not coming. We're so far uh, away. We can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it would be like if we did. Uh, so that's amazing. I kind of wish we could make that happen. Uh, but sure. that I, I think that's uh, going to do it for this episode and all of our plugs. Uh, so if you want to hang out for a quick spoiler section, we'll be doing that right after our theme music. Uh, but until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And if you need us this week, we're, we're going to be brushing up on our Martian. I say I got the girl. Cheers, Iris, to your big day. Yay! Thanks, girls. <laughs> it feels so good to just be away from it all. I can't believe you're really doing this. If I can have my happy ending, so can you. I'm supposed to be the all-knowing mentor. Barry. Iris. Thank you for showing me how to love again. For showing me that love is the most important thing we have. We go 
that incoming. Nazis? I hate Nazis. Get everybody out of here! Best wedding ever! Why would Nazis from 1945 want to crash my wedding? Crab legs. They're delicious. Visitors from another Earth? Oh, there are more than one? There are 52, actually. There's a 53rd Earth, and it's called Earth X. Hail victory! They want someone to bow to, to worship, to lead. What you're doing is not leading, it's ruling. Ready? Hey! that this earth belongs to us. We will not surrender. We will not back down. We will keep fighting. So get the hell off our earth while you still can. Thanks for your help. We're not done helping yet. Our enemies are still on your earth, Ollie. Don't call me that. Give it time, I'll get through that crusty exterior. No, he really won't. I was talking to you. Crisis on Earth X. Crossover event starts Monday, November 27th. And we are back. And what you just heard was the audio for what's coming up on Supergirl. The next episode is called Crisis on Earth X. The official description reads, quote, Barry and Iris's wedding brings the gang together, but things go awry when villains from Earth X attack the ceremony. All of the superheroes band together with help from their super friends like Citizen Cold, The Ray, with guest star Russell Tovey, Felicity Smoke, Iris West, and Alex Danvers to take on their most formidable fo- villains yet. Uh, I feel like that should be formidable, formidable foes. Foes, yeah. That's, that's yeah. how, that's you, want how that, was, you, want, you want that sweet alliteration there. Yeah, form, formidable villains yet. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which in this case is not the Avengers, uh, which is, uh, <laughs> we just want to clear that uh, clear that up. Uh, Green Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, and White Canary lead their teams into battle to save the world, unquote. I uh, love the confirmation in this description that White Canary is the main character of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Where, where is the lie? I mean, fair. Yeah. Where is the lie? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Morgan, what what are you most excited about uh, to to see this episode? Um, I think I'm just really excited to see everybody together. I think um, I haven't had a chance to watch the sort of the extended trailer that they just put up. I think today or yesterday. Uh, I I have, however, seen gifts of uh, of Sarah Lance and Alex Danvers like dramatically ripping their dresses dresses so that they could fight, <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I am so here for this. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, excited excited for everybody in formal wear first and foremost, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but then excited to see everybody um, everybody working together, and I'm excited also that the the Supergirl episode appears to be an actual part of the crossover this time. Right. Instead of just like a fun addition. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's not going to be tacked on. 
it's going to be an actual episode. And uh, I am excited about getting to see the Earth X villains. I am a big villain person. And I thought it was funny because do you remember when we were talking about, because, you know, I like to talk about soap operas here on Supergirl Radio, <laughs> which really doesn't have anything to do with Supergirl. But I, I like to try to bring Supergirl uh, as soap opera talk onto Supergirl. Uh, so we talked about uh, one of the the most classic scenes that I can remember that I've ever seen from Days of Our Lives when Sean Douglas rides his motorcycle into the church to interrupt Philip and Belle's <laughs> wedding. And he, he drives the motorcycle through the stained glass window and it's very dramatic. Yes. And it's just classic soap opera. Um, I when I read this description and, and saw that uh, things go awry at Barry and Iris's wedding, I was like, "Yes, this is a classic <laughs> soap opera trope." I am here for this. Uh, so I don't know if there's going to be motorcycles through a window. That we it, can we can only hope. We can only hope that something like that will happen. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. And full disclosure, my DVR has. Uh, completely broken down on me and I have not <laughs> been able to see any of the flash this season. So this will be my uh, first, uh, you know, dip into the flash season four. <laughs> oh um, man. Yeah. I actually, I also haven't, we were talking about this a, a little bit right before we uh, started recording, but I also haven't seen any of the flash this season. I don't have a broken DVR as an excuse. I've just been lazy, <laughs> but I was like, okay, now every time there there'd be like another episode of the flash i'd go like i'll catch up before their crossover i'll catch up before now i'm staring down a mountain of like seven <laughs> episodes so who knows who knows if i'm gonna catch up well you've got a week you've got I some do. time i've got some time i I've believe time. in you I morgan just, like just put on like my like my pajamas and get in my snuggie and just really binge it. <laughs> just just <laughs> marathon that stuff. Just really not see human beings for a couple of days. <laughs> I really I wish I had that option. I have no option. Uh, so we'll see. I guess I can just go into it knowing, hey, Barry's fine. Whatever happened at the end of season three, he's okay. He made it out, uh, and they're gonna get married. So. I, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna take from this episode. So, uh, I'm, I'm also very excited that Alex Danvers gets to take part in this crossover. It's not just Supergirl. Alex gets to, uh, be in the action with all these heroes. So I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. That's super awesome. All right. Well, big, exciting crossover stuff happening. And just as a reminder, we mentioned it in our news section at the top of this Supergirl Radio episode. But just as a reminder, we are doing a live podcast recording on November 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to participate in that, listen live and be in the chat, which is always a lot of fun. You can interact with us live and we can respond to you there. You can give us feedback straight in the chat. And uh, you can do that at Mixler.com slash DCTVpodcasts. And that has an S on the end. So uh, we would love to see you in the chat on Wednesday, November 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our spoiler section. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with a new episode discussion next time on Supergirl Radio.